everything is to the back with a little slack, because inside out is wiggity, wiggity, wiggity whack. I come stomping with something pumping to keep you explain jumping. R&B rapping bullcrap is what I'm dumping. Ain't nothing sucker about crisscross. We all that. So when they ask, do they rock? Say believe that. Jump. Jump. <laughs> welcome to 2018, everybody. Hello. Very and nice. welcome back. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I was... wanted... I really wanted to believe that there could be like a sensual, like like Gil like, Scott Heron doing a, like a Gil like Scott a beat Heron. poetry version of Jump Jump, mm. right? <laughs> but like like more like you know, like more like Shatner trying to be <laughs> Gil Scott Heron version of Chris Cross's Jump. This is there's only one podcast that would subject you to this. Everybody, it's continue. That's true. Uh, and we are, it's 2018. It's a whole, whole new, new year. year. That other one that happened to us. <laughs> I like. I don't think 2017 is a thing that people shared. It was a thing that was inflicted on humanity, It was, it was right? endured. Yes, we endured it. Yeah. We, we suffered through. It's, uh, it, it was the tough mutter of we, years. <laughs> we it dissociated was, through it, I think. Is, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Nice. The fact that the world didn't explode on January 1st and like it was as though Sisyphus actually pushed the rock over the hill and then watched it roll away and he was like, well, what now? Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Oh, I don't. Oh. I never thought. Hey. Oh, huh. um, so my name is Anthony John Agnello. If you've never heard my voice before and with me are my favorite people on the planet. Uh, Susan Art. Hey. And Staff Roberts, Dave Hello. Roberts. I'm making video games now. Bad, yeah, bad, bad ones. I'm so proud of him. Bad ones. Well, you gotta, you gotta make the bad ones until you make yeah. the good ones. No, I, yeah. just, I was like, you know what? It's 2018, it's a new leaf. I need some kind of creative outlet. I've been wanting to make a game for a while, and I figured it's put up or shut up, so I'm going through like Unity tutorials and... I'm gonna go That's the awesome, distance. Man. It's that it, is awesome. you know what? I will say this. Spending an hour on Unity every day and just focusing on that sure beats the hell out of doing nothing but staring at Twitter and despairing. Uh yeah, that well, is better. Yeah. That's always better. That's so much better. Susan, what have you been doing to uh stave off despair that isn't video games? Playing a game about despair? <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> Oddly? Um, yeah. Uh, Oh, I also, uh, uh, I have adopted a third dog. What? Yeah. This is how out of touch with this, reality I've been. I, have, I yeah. have been on a complete, my, my vacation, we're recording this, my vacation isn't even over when we're recording this. You'll be listening to this when my vacation is finally done and I'm back on the internet properly. But I've been so checked out that I think I've looked at Facebook w once or twice uh, to tell a ridiculous story about Susan trying to get me to write a bio for an article. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, which, which literally was like, I could hear you when I sent that email, I could hear you sighing yeah. and laughing <laughs> already. Yeah. Uh, but all right. Third dog. Yes. How, third I, dog. So, uh, you know, we have been, uh, my husband and I have been talking about, uh, getting another, uh, another dachshund. For a while, but we both agreed that um, we're both traveling in January, we're both traveling in February, 
We're going to mm. wait until March. Mm. And then I, for some reason, on a Thursday afternoon, the Thursday before New Year's, typed in Dachshund Rescue, Durham, North Carolina. <laughs> and and up comes this this little chihuahua. Uh, so that's a, a chihuahua and miniature dachshund mix. And uh, she was uh, she and a bunch of her litter mates uh, were rescued from a an animal hoarder. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that was a bad sitch. Um, so she's uh, she's malnourished and underweight, and she's never really interacted with people a whole lot. Oh, wow. So she's she's learned like she's been around people, but I'm not sure this dog has ever owned a toy. I don't. Wow. Yeah, I don't think she's ever known how to play. So she's still, she. so this is, and I'm like, okay, you know, here's the thing. This is going to be a very, this is a, this is a special needs dog. Yeah. And my husband and I are in a, in a fairly unique situation. We both work from home. We have mm-hmm. a, a fairly good sized home. We don't have children. We don't have a lot of visitors and we already have two rescue dogs. So the amount of attention that two, success, are, two successfully rehabilitated rescue dogs. Yes, two two very successfully rehabilitated rehabilitated dogs. They both came from very bad situations. So we're like, you know what? Um, this this little puppy is going to be so hard to place. We're thinking about getting another dog. It's stupid for us to make this dog wait. So we went and adopted a dog over New Year's weekend, and um, she's doing really great. That's awesome. She's That's great. doing really really well. Her name's Chloe. Chloe. She's a very I like it. She's a very tiny little nugget. And uh yeah, so that's what I've been that's what I've been doing. That's my putting positivity back out into the universe to try and make things better. How how um are the others acclimating to her presence? Alice adores her. Okay. Uh you know, Chloe is is very very passive. She's very scared. She's very quiet which is exactly how alice was uh when we adopted mm. her and how to a certain extent she still is she's still very very passive uh so she's just, just like, like bridget that's just that's bridget all over yeah <laughs> bridget is like what is this bullshit yeah i feel like bridget would be like i just fucking got here yeah you're fucking my shit up yeah she's like i'm the small one i'm the one who um. goes under the covers you can take your shit somewhere else thank you very much yeah so she's She's not being aggressive about it, but she's definitely not happy. Um, but I mean, they'll figure it out. Whatever. Like, sure. This is this is yeah. So, uh, who? But man, it's a challenge. That's awesome. It's yeah. A, well, yeah. congratulations. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank I'm, you. That's very exciting. My and I've not been adopting small creatures or making video games. Uh, I have just been uh, walking in the woods a lot. Oh, that's perfect, I realized, dude. That sounds super creepy. <laughs> no, no. It you said it's an anime walk yeah. for when Susan comes over, right? <laughs> to keep right. Her right. <laughs> I've just been setting up my wall of anime at the edge of the woods. Uh, yeah, it's I. I have I. I've been reading books. I've been reading uh, a book that I honestly think would make your soul melt, Susan. I've been oh, reading God. a book that is literally called The History of prog rock uh okay but is, I, I do like prog rock yeah it, I but, do. Like, it's just dry nerd information <laughs> oh and no if you oh read about, it's like, like the day oh. that peter gabriel bought his first dress to wear with a fox mask in genesis in 1972 if that sounds like your action 
then I then check send, this send shit out. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that's Dave all freaking day. No, so I've been reading. Uh, so you know that there's a, a show coming on TV in a few weeks called The Alienist. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm not. I'm it not looks heard cool. of this. Uh, it. Yeah. I'm. Well, I'm reading oh. the book that that is based off of. So yeah. So an alienist is the old-fashioned term for a psychologist. Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah, because a person who is not in their right mind is alienated from mm. humanity. So yeah, so it's uh, it's about uh, oldie timey serial killer hunting. I'm into cool. that. Yeah, yeah. I'm way into that. That is yeah, neat. That's quite I, good. I, what period of time is this taking place in? Nineteenth uh, century New York. Nineteenth century New York. So everything. Yeah. Or wait, is that great? Oh, yeah, and they talk about that a lot. They talk about frozen horse urine a whole lot. Here's, here's the one thing. I want everything to do with this. Here's the thing. Uh, so the author did a, a t- clearly did a ton of research as to what it was actually like in New York City uh, during that time period. Uh, like Roosevelt, Daniel Day-Lewis lived there. Exactly. It's Daniel Day-Lewis. But so what he'll do is... The, car- the, the carriage took a turn on whatever street and went past three- these stores, and it was cold enough for the horse urine to freeze in the street. And then lower down, he went on to such and such street, past the such and such building, and he'll just do that for pages. Hmm. Just pages. It's like, we get it. You read a lot. You looked. You, went- you were on Wikipedia for like two <laughs> weeks straight. We get it. Took a lot of notes. That, that-, that sounds like relevant details to this guy. I like yep. that. That's uh, tight. Yeah, it's <laughs> mm. so. Well, if you've ever read um, uh, the books that uh, uh, Master Commander, the movie, is based oh, on. Oh, I have not. Okay, I've heard that they're very exacting. It, and, same uh, deal. Yeah. Same freaking deal. It's just instead of like intricately describing the knots that are used in the sails, it's it's horse pee and Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> that is. That is and um, that is all the recommendation I would ever need for that book. It's like, do you want to do you want to hear about Teddy Roosevelt and frozen horse urine? Like, yeah. Do you want to know what else yeah. it's about? No, I don't want to know what else it's about. I want to start there. Uh, so speaking of frozen horse urine, let's talk yeah. about video games. Let's do. Um, let's let's do that, and we're we're gonna start with. Uh, I feel I feel like Dave is our canary in the mine of interesting indie games going onto the Nintendo Switch. Like oh, before, yeah. you know, we we can trust Dave to test things out before we have to. But both of you have been playing this game, and I, a lot of people have been talking about this game. Uh, apparently, it's it's popped up weirdly uh, in my internet exile. People have reached out specifically to discuss it. And I'm like, what the hell, guys? I this isn't about Peter Gabriel or Phrase and Hers Urine. What the hell? Um, Blossom Tales. Yes, Blossom Tales, which is a, a Steam game that is recently released on the Nintendo Switch, and it looks a lot like Zelda, but I don't know anything else about it. Okay, so do you want me to go, or do you want to go? Oh, okay, you can okay, go. okay. So, Blossom Tales is. And I think if I'm getting the backstory right, was originally like the guy who made it made a hack of Zelda that he put his daughter in. 
And oh well, that oh, explains a lot guy. right there. Yeah, and so he eventually turned it into like he just was like, okay, well, I'll just make a Zelda game. <coughs> huh. Excuse me, and it's and it's very much like I am making a Legend of Zelda video game. It is it is Zelda down to the fact that like you get the sword, you wake up in a house, like you're you're grandmother is there and she's like oh you need to go to the king for an adventure so you go you get your sword go in the first dungeon the first dungeon has you killing a bunch of rats where that's also where you get your bombs there are you know bow and arrow all the zelda trappings but the the conceit of this game is that it's it's framed like a bedtime story it's a grandfather telling his two grandchildren a bedtime story. So it starts out like, hey, we've heard, hey, what if I told you about the story of this elf boy who lives in a land called Hot? No, we've heard that story before. Tell us a different one. He's like, okay. And so he tells this story. And as you go through these little dungeons, you talk to people, you get um, new little quests and you get sent to the, to the overworld and dungeon overworld. Like the, the all that whole formula is there. The entire time, this grandpa is sort of narrating the characters adventures so like there's a part where you first meet uh the the king and the king like knights you because you're officially now a part of this 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 kingdom's knights and uh calls you dame lily and then your granddaughter's like dame what is that it should be sir and and the grandpa's like okay whatever you say and so the king now calls her sir lily uh and and little bits of the story like you don't really affect the story based on what you do but like the narration gives it a nice little like l- nice sense of humor because i think otherwise it would just be kind of a rote sort of zelda like um mm. but it's filled with all kinds of like really goofy little notes like that like there's a room in the kingdom uh this guy's house is just filled with jars and he's like oh i'm so proud of my jar collection and it's just like wall to wall jars and his sister's right next to him was like dude you got to get rid of these jars for me, please. I We can't live like, like this anymore. So then you, what do you do in a Zelda game? You break all the jars. You take all the money inside. And the guy's like, no. And then his sister's like, finally, we can get some real furniture. Thank you. And inside, there's also like a treasure chest with a heart piece. So like you just saw the puzzle, got a heart piece, blah, blah, blah. And it's just... So is it a- is it actually good at being Zelda? Because like all of this sounds super yeah, cute. It, but like, is it... Like, are you, no. are you wandering around a pl- Okay, now that's interesting. So it's All not right. good, Zelda. Okay, well, okay. So to its credit, it is not trying to hide the fact that it is a, a copy of Zelda. It's very honest about that. It's very forthright about it. It jokes about it. And I respect that a great deal. It's It looks great. The sound is great. It has a great sense of humor. But it's lacking... That, that bit of elevation. Like, you meet people along the way. You'll meet NPCs. You meet a chef. He wants to make mushroom soup. So could you get him some mushrooms? He wants 20 mushrooms. You see, meet a disciple who was out in the world for a while, and she dropped a bunch of her scrolls. Could you go find her 20 scrolls? And you just keep running into people who want you to bring them 20-something. Yeah. Oh, and that's, that's not Zelda. It's... <laughs> what, it, here, what I want is I want this dev's next game. Huh. Because the foundation is is rock solid. Like, it's it's all there. But what's missing is the elevated quest design, the mm. elevated script, you know, the really clever puzzles. Instead of, you know, trace a path to light up all the squares, 
one time, two times, three times, four times. It, you know, it's just every, that aspect of it, the actual playing the game part of it is just a little. It's slight. Amateurish. Um, And the, and the, the controls are just a little sloppy. So it's, if it, if it costs like seven bucks, I'd say go get it. But it's 15 and, yeah. and you could have Cat Quest instead, and that Cat Quest is that level of elevated, and it is that level of polished. It's it's so funny that you say that the controls are a little sloppy, because I, I, I got into a, a fairly uh, heated discussion with a friend the other day about what uh, Zelda should actually be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I ended up having some of this conversation with you at the exact same time, Dave. This is a lot of texting going on about what proper Zelda should actually involve. Um, and the two things that I, I said was, you know, it sort of never, it, it has to never stand in your way mm-hmm. and collecting a bunch of doodads. Uh, you know, w- what's the one thing that people complain about the most in modern Zelda? It's the collecting of the doodads in Twilight Princess and Wind Waker. And I mean, shit, that's part of the reason that I hated Breath of the Wild so much was that it was all collecting doodads. Whereas Great Zelda should never stand in your way. And the other one is speed. It needs to control like a freaking dream. And you, you like when you play Link to the Past or Link's Awakening, which, you know, Blossom Tales sounds like it's so similar to, you cook through that world. You just move. And every single time you touch the button, it feels really nice when you do. Um, it's huh. just like, well, it's, for example, there, like I said, there's, a, there's puzzles where you have to trace a path through the tiles to light them all up. And the and the control is just and I'm playing on Switch to be clear, yeah, so I don't on on PC. This might be different. It's just sloppy enough that you can accidentally wander off the path. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. it's so, a little slippery, a little floaty. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like I will say that a lot of those collection quests aren't main quests, but that also seems like the bulk of the side content is like. Like one of the one of the side quests that you get is uh, killing, basically defeating a bunch of these giant trees to convert them back into like happy trees because they're possessed. And then once you do all of that, you go find the main tree and he gives you a reward. And like that seems about as deep as the side con- exactly. content goes. That said, you could yeah. skip all that stuff if you want and just go do the main dungeons but then again like it seems like uh i've only completed the first dungeon and it seems like there are only three and then the final boss yeah it's yeah it's 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 very thin it's a very slight game like i said go wait for whatever this team does next because hmm. i think that because they'll take what they learned from doing this and apply it to something better and then and go play cat quest and go play cat quest. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I need I it's I I made a uh a a tactical blunder uh because I I uh, I was going to buy myself some Switch games mm-hmm. uh for the holidays and I was like Battleship Brigade done. Everybody told me to play it. I'm going to do that. I did not play it. Oh I no. Did, I did buy it. I did it's just sitting there on my Switch. Other things distracted me. Uh, an old Nintendo system came oh my God. into my life, and we'll we'll get to that later. But like, I ended up uh, getting a, a, a new 2DS XL, uh, and so I was like, "Well, screw you, Switch!" 
And then I was like, I'm going to get Cat Quest. And then Nintendo was like, yeah, dog, but we marked down the Mummy Demastered by Way Forward. And I was like, are you saying you're going to charge me less for a little Metroidvania thing made with pixel art by Way Forward? They're like, yeah, man, do it. It'll be fine. And I don't know why I trusted them, because that game looks really good. It Music's real really good. good. And it's the music's mu- so music's good. so good. And it's not fun at all. It's just so irritating all the time. You're just, you know, like when you play an old game, Susan, that NES era that you don't have much fondness for. When you're like, yo, screw those games. I don't mm-hmm. care. I don't mm-hmm. have nostalgia for them. Mm-hmm. You know how it feels when you go back and play those games? It just feels like you're getting hit constantly and you couldn't make any headway even if you wanted to because the game is just needlessly punishing you. Mm-hmm. You just got the entire Mummy Demastered experience. Oh, God. Like, why Why did I not get Cat Quest? It's got the cats and the quest, and I could have had them both. Yeah. The- Cat profanity. Yeah. You yeah. missed it. I, I really, I beefed that one hard. <laughs> yep. Uh, D- Dave, it sounds like you don't, like, all these issues that Susan talked about, they don't bother you. Uh, I mean, they they don't bother me to the point where, like, I am dissuaded from playing it. Uh, the 15, if this was, like, a 20 30 $50 game, I'd be a little disappointed. Uh, but $15, I think, it's like I, I knew what I was getting into with it, and I knew that... I was getting something very much in the mode of Zelda and I've been craving like one of the ideas that I have for a game that I want to make is a game that is like Zelda. So I'm like looking for all sorts of various bits of inspiration. Like I'm, I'm going to go back and revisit Brave Fence and Musashi and I'm going to, I'm yeah. Mm. So like, like this was just like, Oh, Hey, it's a thing. And like, I want to see what this take is on it. And I think that like, as, as a take on it, I think it's fine. I think it's, it's a it's a nice pleasant game uh to play is it particularly hmm. deep or does it do anything different or you know like no like link to the past is still but like link to the past or link between worlds depending on the day of the week i go back and forth which one i like more but both of those i think God. are still sort of like like those are the standard bearers of how to make like a yeah. top down you know, quote unquote Zelda style adventure action adventure game. Uh, that said, I don't know. It, I it's it's making me chuckle enough, and mm. I think that that is, you know, it it's not like not for nothing. You know, like it's yeah, it's sure. it, it is it is fun and pleasant, and I like it for that. So there's another there's you're this isn't the only game made by. People who were like, hey, Nintendo's not making a game that I want to play, so I'm just going to do it myself. Uh, And instead of Zelda, it was Advance Wars, and instead of Nintendo, it's these people making a game called Tiny Tiny Metal. Metal. Yeah, so... And it looks really good. That game, that one just looks good. I like the the cut of its gym. That game, (laughs) it's missing something. Because it is, like, Mm. it is straight up. Advance Wars, like you have your 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 machine gun troops, and you have your uh well let, let's let's bring it all back. Advance Wars is uh was a series um started as Super Famicom Wars, became Game Boy Wars, became Advance Wars, and the idea was that this internal team at Nintendo 
uh, Intelligence Systems was the studio that was making these, that they would basically make like a military-themed turn-based strategy game for each console. And the games were named after the console that they at least until the DS anyway. Um after the console that they were on. So Advance Wars was when the series kind of took off because that's when it came to America and found a following here. And it's just like you have these these cool little anime characters. They all have individual abilities. Um and it's just it is a really it is a stripped down turn-based military strategy game where there's just enough depth to give you like something to chew on. But, like, not enough to make you feel super overwhelmed as far as, like, the amount of options you have at a given time. Uh, it's something that you can, like, uh, because it was on the Game Boy Advance, you could pick it up, play a couple rounds, put your system in sleep mode or whatever, save it, turn it off, come back later, pick up right where you were, and just, like, fall. It was really easy to fall into those games. And so Tiny Metal, the, like, the, the problem is, is that Fire Emblem... Uh, got really, well, I guess, problem. A lot of people really like Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Awakening blew up, and Nintendo has just been having them make Fire Emblem games because the last couple of Vance Wars games uh, didn't do so hot, uh, especially that like post-apocalyptic one, Days of Ruin, on the DS. Uh, so, oh, too serious yeah. that game. Way too yeah, serious. So, Intelligent Systems has been basically cranking out Fire Emblem games. That's the, what they're doing now, and there's been this. This hole left over, left open for someone who wants like a meaty turn-based system, but without the RPG mechanics, without the waifu. Like I, I, you know, I get why people like the waifu simulator stuff. Um, but Advance Wars has a different flavor, and I like that flavor too. Probably a little more than Fire Emblem. And no, like Nintendo hasn't made one in a while. So there's uh, this one. There's another one that's coming out. Uh, called Wargroove that looks like very similar to that but this one came out first uh basically looks and plays almost exactly the same except for the fact that it's like polygon mm. polygonal art rather than sprite based art and you move your mm. people around on a grid and you uh they they all have different like fields of movement uh vision cones um there's fog of war there's, you know, you have your machine gun units, you have your your heavy infantry, you have your tanks, you have your uh, scout units. You go over and capture buildings, and when an, uh, one of your units has full health, it captures it for 10, and you have to capture it uh, for 20 total points, uh, which means if you get hit and you try to capture so you have 7 hit points left, uh, you only capture it for 7, so you have to either heal up or spend an extra turn to capture buildings. Uh, build more resources, all that stuff. It it is functionally advance wars. It is missing but. a je ne sais quoi that I cannot put my finger on because, like, it it scratches all that itch. The it scratches that itch, but it 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 just feels like it's almost too similar. To advance wars, but it also doesn't strike out its own identity. Like the story is very, it's just your boilerplate. Oh, you know, mm. here's the rogue evil nation that's like trying to attack everyone else, and you, you know, you find out that oh, they they downed one of your airplanes, but there's actually a sinister plot in the background. Um, the characters are fine. The the it's <laughs> <laughs> that's the first Dave Roberts fight of twenty eighteen. 
<laughs> it's just like like yeah, it is. It is just it is fine. It lacks that Nintendo polish and style well, I, that Advance yeah. Wars. Had. I was just gonna say, man, like, there's, there's no like, Andy it, in this game. It, this sounds this sounds like the same. This sounds in part. You know, obviously there there are different problems, but it sounds like almost the exact same problem that Blossom Tales has, or any game that somebody else makes where they decide, like, oh, well, let's take up the mantle of some of these Nintendo classics, mm-hmm. and they come close. Yeah. Like, and in the hands of an expert artist, you get something that has all of the components. All the little pieces are there, and, you know, like... For something like Blossom Tales, it sounds like all the art is really cool, but the quest structure, you know, Susan, you were talking about the, they, they collect all the 20 things and the controls don't feel right. Mm-hmm. Or Advance Wars is missing, you know, that that sort of effervescent sense of humor. It's got the look, but it doesn't have the feel. And I think of something like Axiom Verge. You know, Axiom Verge is this amazingly made game. Tom Hap did this incredible thing. It looks great. It sounds great. It feels great. But it's not no. Metroid. Like it's 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 and not. Like, and it's, it's same not. with uh, like Stardew Valley. Like yeah, you can say that yeah. it's it, it is very much like Harvest Moon, but it's also a lot more. And it's you know mm. it's it is it's it's the combat from Rune Factory. It's the the gardening from Harvest Moon. It's uh, pulling elements from like other other games, other like semi creation games. But it's also like. There's magic going on. There's other stuff going on. The characters and the writing are more mature and more developed than a typical Harvest Moon game. Uh, and all of that coalesces into an experience that is like greater than the sum of its parts. And like that's what I think that these these games, uh, both Blossom Tales and uh, Tiny Metal, are lacking. Is like they they get the mechanics right because I mean you could just look at that and copy the numbers over. And you would have a functionally similar game, but if you're not taking those elements and giving them a different perspective or different, like a, giving them life, basically, then you're just mm-hmm. going through the motions. And that's what that's what Tiny Metal feels like. I think Blossom Tales at least has the sense of humor to carry it through. Tiny Metal is mm. just it's it's going through the motions. It knows like, hey. You're Jones in for Advance Wars. Come here, and it's just—it's not the the hit that it gives you is not the same. This isn't this isn't like a value judgment. I'm just curious. How much is it? That's a good. I like. I got a key for that one, uh, but I think it's hmm. either fifteen or twenty. Let me look up the the price on that real quick. Fifteen yeah. or twenty. Yeah, twenty four ninety nine on that... Steam. Good God. Yeah, also, it's, okay, yeah, that's the, like, I was thinking that this was a $15 game, and I was like, I mean, like, yeah, $15, if you want some Advance Wars action, you could do worse, uh, it hits all, it checks all the boxes, but no, $24.99, no, uh, also, it's just, it's just unpolished, like, the, the options, one of the options in the game says English voices, and, like, I had that on, and I was like, okay, great, uh, all of the cutscenes, all of the dialogue is in Japanese. Like the the text is in English, but the voice acting, all Japanese. The only part that's in English huh. are the like when the units talk during a mission. Like the the unit barks, you get like, oh, I'm here. Um, uh, so that's weird. 
Also, the intro cutscene is unskippable until it loads, and it takes about thirty seconds to load. Uh, it's yeah, it's just it like I don't know. It's it's a weird game, but uh, again, if if you're desperate for turn based strategy, it is not bad. It's just <laughs> fine. That's a glowing Dave Roberts recommendation yeah. if I've ever heard one. That's that's the Dobbert seal of approval right it's, there. Like, I, the thing is, uh, like, I've been playing a lot of great games. Like I've been playing Yakuza Four over the weekend. I started up Final Fantasy fourteen again. That game's great. But I mean, that is a great you know, game. Like, uh, I also want to talk about some of the new stuff I'm playing, and like you know, maybe maybe wait for some sales on some stuff. So yeah. <laughs> so not necessary. So th- this next one. This is a game that we've talked about before, but our our resident uh, our resident expert on the series, Dave, you're you're, I would say that you are uh, close to a black belt. Like, what is the thing that's above a black belt? It's like black belt and then black belt masterclass yeah, ma- or something. <laughs> that's it, black belt masterclass. Like, that's that's the name of the belt. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like black belt, but like super good. That's what they say at the ceremony. They're like, you've achieved black super belt, black belt, super, super black belt. That's what it's called. Super dope black belt. Um, you're the black belt, but our super dope Danganronpa black belt is Susan Arndt. And you finished the Dragon Roomba 3 recently, yeah, Dave. Yeah, back in uh, And now, December, yeah. Susan, you've you've done it as well. I have. In the distance. I did. Uh, yeah, because it's... I had stopped because it is so slow to get yes. started. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's bad in the beginning. And, but Dave said, hey, if you can get through that first... A school trial, then it gets really good. And he's right. If you you just got to get that ball rolling and oh my God, it takes forever. But once you do, it it gets very, very good immediately. How about that twist? And then there's the end, <laughs> which is just like, I'm just sitting there like, wow, this is, this is I happening. I... So, so I take it, you are guys you happy about this? You like it. So can we go full spoilers? I feel like this game's been out for a while. It has. It yeah, has. and I will. Okay. I'll, I'll mark. Let's, yeah. I'll mark a timestamp down in the uh, the show notes right. for okay. this. Okay. Uh, just so anyone who who wants to skip ahead, um, uh, let's see, we're about forty five minutes in. I don't know how what it's going to look like with the editing, but uh, I'll 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 make sure that it's taken care of in the show notes. So if you don't want to listen to Danganronpa, uh, V three spoilers. Skip ahead until whatever time it says in the show notes. Yeah, let's let's do this though. And I'm I like I I'm so far out. I have never played one of these games, so I've got three full games: the weird shooter spinoff and an anime series to watch. So, <laughs> I just, yeah, that's yeah, not okay. gonna happen tomorrow. <laughs> so the 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 first two and the anime series. That's. This, that's one story. This is tangential to that. It is not directly connected to that, except it is. So, okay. So in the in the first half, uh, there's a, a, a girl by the name of Junko Inoshima. She's a high school student. She's fucked in the head. And she manipulates a bunch of things to make other high school students kill each other. This is all in in name of a group called the Ultimate Despair which basically wants everyone in the world to feel despair. 
pretty they they're well named. They are. Yeah. Okay. So that's so that's that. So the first one takes place in a high school, the second one takes place on an island, then there's the anime that wraps it all up. Now the third one, you are in a a a new school uh and you know the same old you are being forced to play a killing game again. The rule, there's a mechanical teddy bear there going, ha ha, fuck you. And, uh, you know, the, it's it's the same deal. If you want to get out, you have to get away with killing one of your classmates. Uh, so there's a dead body shows up, they investigate, there's a trial. If they pick the wrong, if they name the wrong killer, they all die, you get to leave. If they figure out you actually did it, you get executed. Okay. Groovy. So you go through the game and uh, it's, it's really quite interesting as they're like, oh, well, we got to figure out who the mastermind behind this is and and how can we escape and can we escape? And then there's some fun twists like there's a girl there who's a disciple of a, go- of a god called uh, Atua and she starts recruiting disciples. And so half your classmates are like, oh, no, you know, Angie says that uh, we can't do this anymore. So I'm afraid I can't let you go out after after dark and and stuff like that. And that's really interesting. Like the, the interplay between the students is really, really cool. And then at the end, <laughs> you f- you find out you're all on a reality yeah. TV show what? called Danganronpa. It's so good. No. You've all volunteered to be contestants on this very, very popular show. And the other games... Oh, no, those were just other seasons of Danganronpa. It's actually season 53 of this incredibly popular TV show. It's not like version 3. It's not... Yeah. It's 53. Holy... uh Holy crap. So, wait, what is that... That, does that recontextualize the old no. stuff? Oh like, yeah, the, the that... old the old stuff that it's part of the TV show as well. It's all it's all a script. All the characters, they were people who applied to be contestants, had their memories wiped, and then had their personality given to them per the script. Wow. Was that the, so so was just was that the implication? Because the way that I thought that it worked was the first two games actually happened. Like all that happened. No, 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 no. And that this show mm. is based because, off because no, because uh, the the ultimate cosplayer who is who is <laughs> in, in, in this she cannot cosplay living people. She can only cosplay fictional characters. And one of the oh, that's she right, is Makoto is Junko Inishima. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, I love it so much. Now, yes. Now, this is so interesting that you're both being like, this is awesome. Because this is the kind of twist and recontextualization of past games that usually pisses oh, off. Oh, fans hate this. No, I... Oh, so yeah. So are people I, bugging out? Are people, like, furious that they did this? I don't I don't know that I think it's awesome. Oh, I, okay. I, you sound I, enthused. I certainly think it's clever. Okay. But it's... Also, it's a big fucking. It deal. is, yeah. It really is, and I really, I really liked some of the themes that were in the other games, like the yeah. idea that you know there's there's a certain freedom in despair. Like despair is the easy way out. Despair, like once you remove all hope, 
you can do whatever you want because you have no hope of anything. You know, you have no hope of getting the girl you want. You have no hope of getting the job you want. You have no hope that stupid presidents will be impeached. You have no hope. So nothing matters anymore. So it's this perverse kind of happiness. Right. Yeah. Like the nihilism gambit doesn't always work, but it it sounds that like Danganronpa from the beginning has been sort of uh, inspired in the way that it chases that. So to find out, uh, I'm so, okay. Do people actually die? Are they signing up to actually die? Oh, yes, yeah, yes, they actually die. Just, yes, yes. They actually die. So yes. it's not like they're negating. No, it's like a running man thing. These horrible no, 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 things. No, 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 yeah, yeah. See, imagine if if Survivor, which is now in its I don't even know season, I've watched like all of them, uh, to get off the island, you had to kill somebody. Right, right. And yeah, so this is the exact and the wor- same thing. The thing, thing. is like the people world is completely peaceful. Th- this oh, yeah. is their way of like, this. this is their entertainment this is how they yeah. purge this is this how is they crazy. purge exactly this is how they purge interesting so it's uh, like so hmm. so a couple of the things the the reasons why i like it and i think that like a lot of people yeah, like yes they are uh, upset because they're base like the game basically says none of the characters like none of the stories mattered it was all fiction uh blah 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 but the game uh also does make sure to say that like just because it's fiction doesn't mean that those stories don't matter if you got something out of fiction that Mm -hmm, fiction mm -hmm. fiction has the ability to change the world even just slightly even if it just means affecting you in a meaningful way danganronpa v3 is the metal gear solid 2 of danganronpa and that is why i love it cool because it is Mm. it is a it is the postmodern spin on on like what it's basically analyzing storytelling and fiction with this established franchise. And the, the only way this works and like one of my friends, uh, Kenneth Shepard, who's like, uh, probably a bigger Danganronpa freak than either of us, uh, wrote this really great essay on CGM online that basically said like, for this game to mean anything, this has to be the end of Danganronpa. The, yeah, that's that, true. That's absolutely that true. If if this is the message that Danganronpa wants to say, that none of it, that none of this matters except for it, absolutely matters because it's fiction and it's what you get out of it. Then this needs to be the end because any further game in the series is just going to cheapen that impact because they've already played their hand. And I wonder, like, there's already another uh, one of those shooter spinoffs, like, either in planning or development. So, like, I wonder if this, like, this game was specifically the creator of Danganronpa going, I don't want to make these anymore, but you (laughs) keep making me make these because they're successful and my studio keeps wanting to make them because they're successful I don't know what to do anymore. So this is like, that's why the sequel to the first two Ding and Rumpa games was an anime. Cause they're like, well, if we do it as another killing game, it won't fit the story. So right. we have to like make that an anime for the people who want closure. And like, I think, yes, it's frustrating, but it's also bold. And it's a statement that I think someone who like, like Kojima, who clearly doesn't want to make these games anymore, but is more or less forced to if he wants to stay working with this company, that... Yeah, they're they're thwarting all of his throat baby ambitions. Yeah, or, or just by, like, I want to make, make, robot make something else, but Danganronpa sells. What are you going to do? I, so, 
it's it's interesting to hear you say that like in order to honor what has come before this has to be the definitive ending because as a complete outsider hearing that that's the twist I am all of a sudden like, oh man, it would be so, like, that opens up so many cool storytelling opportunities. Because, you know, you could have characters that, like, the brainwashing doesn't take, or there are people that try to take control of the show, or, yeah, it's just, or, I don't know, it sounds really I cool. Mean, it sounds like a, the, a fresh the, start. The show ends, like... Like the the ending of the game is that like you you find rather than going along with the show's preconceived notions of hope or despair because that's the Danganronpa plot is do you choose hope and basically be a part of this game and kill each other or do you despair and everyone dies and you decide to to huh. choose a third option which is shut it down. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, like, the game literally ends with the characters stepping out of your, basically your television screen, the way that it's framed. They say to Ed, they say to Ed Harris, yeah. I'm not staying in your yeah. dome. Fuck your dome, Ed Harris. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm really disappointed that Ed Harris wasn't the ultimate bad guy in Danganronpa. I love it when Ed Harris is behind everybody's horrible reality. <laughs> Uh, that's why I like to pretend the Truman Show and Snowpiercer are part of the same continuity. <laughs> um, <laughs> Susan, do you want do you want Dragon Roomba to be over after this? Is this is this closing the book for you? Uh, I am totally fine with that. I really here's the thing: each iteration of the game has during the the class trial. It's part Phoenix Wright, where you use the evidence that you've collected, that the the interviews you've had, the clues you found, and part to to um, you know contradict statements and poke holes in people's theories. Uh, and then there's mini games mm-hmm. where you you play the mini game and you, and you get it's the answer to a different part of the question. And the mini games actually they're they're not terrible in this one, but they're sort of moving away from what I enjoy about it is I like the mental challenge. Hmm. Give There's this murder and I need to figure out how it happened. And I do that by putting the clues together. I freaking love that. I really enjoy that. And it has to be said that the murders in the series are immensely creative. Hmm. They're, I'm not entirely sure all of them are possible, but <laughs> But they're damn close. I mean, they're. That's well, I like that the that, that's the mystery that it raises that it, you have to wonder is like, is this even doable? Like, that's cool. how do I? How? Well, I mean, because I mean, keep in mind you've got like one of the characters as a robot, and then what have you. <laughs> but it's it's just they're so they're really really well constructed and they're interesting and they're creative and you don't have to muck about with motive because you know the motive. It's they want to get the heck out of the school. And so it's just about the killer trying to create a scenario that is so convoluted that nobody will be able to figure it out. Hmm. So each hmm. each one is a puzzle. I freaking love that. Give me that gameplay in a completely different scenario. I'm perfectly happy. It doesn't have to have Monokuma. It doesn't. They don't have to be the ultimate whatevers anymore. It doesn't have to be in a high school. What have you? Just give me that. 
I'm there. I will get. I will pre-order that shiz. I will be tweeting about like yeah, whatever. No, That's what no I more want. Monocubs, please. Oh my god, the monocubs <laughs> are a nightmare. So they suck to death. They're so awful. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? Wait. So I'm assuming this is mascot bears kids. Is exactly. That... He has he has five kids, and they each have a distinct personality, and they're all terrible. They're all awful. They're insufferable in and, unique and... ways. Like it's kind of impressive. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah. And also, the there's one particular uh, character in it. One thing I would really enjoy is if they stopped making over-the-top vulgar characters. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I understand you've got 16 characters. They can't all be nice. They can't all be likable. You you want to have a variety of different personalities in there. Cool. I get that. But, like, there's one character in this game who's constantly... She's just constantly talking about sex in the most juvenile, vulgar way possible. Hmm. And that's and, not like that's not the point of the character. That is, or it the, is, and she's just tiresome. It it is, and it's just tiresome. Like once you actually, if you get to know her, there she she thinks she might be a robot. She was in a horrible car accident, and she thinks that when she was in the hospital, they augmented her with uh, some kind of mechanics because when she came when she came to, all of a sudden she had brilliant ideas for inventions that she hmm. never had before the accident. That's interesting. That is interesting. And then she goes back to talking about, oh, hey, you can jerk off to pictures of me if you want. Yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds it sounds like, if nothing else, the series needs some time off. I would agree yeah. with that. Little it sounds it sounds like it's time for a break. Um and you know, like you, you needed you needed a little bit of time between Metal Gear Solid two and three. You needed the freak out to settle in everybody's minds, and then it it to reemerge a few years later by making you kill and eat reptiles. Uh, and it was a whole, <laughs> whole new beginning. Uh, it sounds like not a nice game uh, in any way, shape, or form, and that's a thing that you are thirsting for I in am. the wake of this game, Susan. You I want a am. nice game. I want, okay, so I love games like Prey and Doom and, you know, really games that you have to focus on, that you got to concentrate on, that you got to devote a fair amount of your brain power to. I love that. But I, I go through patches where I just want something nice and, and shallow, but not in a negative way. Like just, you know, like Dragon Quest Builders. Yeah. You go, you get stuff, you make a thing, yay, and it's cute. Like Stardew Valley. Yeah. I just want to grow some pumpkins. You know, like that. But I, I've played Dragon Quest Builders. I have finished Dragon Quest Builders. I have I have played Stardew Valley for 133 hours. Um, That's a lot. I'm good. <laughs> and I, I need I, I'm really looking for some, for something new that's in that vein like i almost downloaded a harvest moon from 2005 that's how badly i'm i am jonesing for that kind of like nice gameplay prior prior to our recording this you you had mentioned that you want to talk about your quest for a nice game and there's one of my favorite lines in film history is at the beginning of high fidelity when john cusack is working at his record store and Jack Black walks in 
And he's all pumped and excited, and just this very demure music is playing in the background. Jack Black is like, holy Shiite! What are we listening to? And John Cusack responds, it's the New Bell and Sebastian. It's the record we've been listening to and enjoying. I just want something I can ignore. (laughs) (laughs) And that sentiment... Like, like I like you, Susan. Like I love me my big beefy game. I like, I like my, you know, one hundred hour epic like The Witcher, and I like my intense, emotional, thought rending, uh, you know, what remains of Edith Finch experience. But sometimes I want something that I can just ignore, and I, I, I feel like when people hear that, they interpret it as like you want something that's kind of dumb and too simple. And it's like, no, no, I want something that is a vessel for me to think about other things while I do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I want something like a nice game is a perfect way to put it. I feel like people find the word nice to be disparaging yeah. at this point in time, which I, I think sucks. That that word deserves rehabilitation. Like um, when, when you're when you are emotionally tired. Yes. Yes. You don't. You just want the most important decision you have while playing a game to be, what color would I like this to be? <laughs> sure. You know, like yeah. that's, yeah. that's yeah. As, as much as I'm capable of some yeah. days. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Like, please, can I just go fishing? Well, it, it, I it's just want to catch a fish. That your, your first impulse was like, am I going to go back? And play an old Harvest Moon. Because I, I feel like nine times out of ten, when you have that thirst for the nice game, you you say, alright, well, what is the thing that last served me in that way? And Dragon Quest Builders. You love yep. Dragon Quest Builders. Yep. There is a Dragon Quest Builders 2 coming sometime. So yeah. it's, like, it's, you know, the, the problem is, is that usually when it's, a series that you already know you like that need has already been filled. Like, yeah, you could go play a Harvest Moon from 2005, but it might not play as well as you want it to. Right. Uh, you know, I, I, there are great Harvest Moons if you go back 20 years. But yeah. who wants to sit there and suffer through Harvest Moon 64? Exactly. It, contro- it, it controls like shit. It's all slow. So it's really hard. Um, I I have been playing a nice game that is only about a year old. Uh, and that I own, days. but have never tried. And that you own. And so uh, this is my recommendation for you and for anyone who likes nice games. And this is a strange thing to, to say, but I want to say when you need a nice game, regardless of what genre you need in that nice category, Take a console or a platform with a deep, deep established library. Something that is still easily accessible. You know, don't go to a Switch or a PlayStation 4. Go a little bit older. Think 3DS, DS. Think even our, our, our lovely, blessed Vita. Think Xbox 360. And then go to a place like Open Critic or Metacritic, or just go into Wikipedia and look up a list of games for that system and hunt for things with review scores between a 5 and a 7 mm. on the 10 scale. Look look for things that neither truly offended people <laughs> 
or or sent them to their hyperbole thesaurus. <laughs> like oh, you want, you don't want to go to those two places because ninety nine point nine percent of video game fandom is constantly existing in those two. Nice games live in the five to seven range. That's true. Six five. You want a good six point five. You want to find something that some asshole at IGN shat on in like two thousand four. And you're like, <laughs> that's it. That's the one. That's what I need. Uh, and this series uh, so I received a new Nintendo DS XL. And if I I realized that it, it's Nintendo so we have to sort through the murk of their bullshit hardware naming conventions. But this is what is probably going to be the final model of 3DS. It's the one that just came out a couple of months ago. It is. It does not have 3D capabilities. But it has all of the stuff in the new 3DS and new 3DS oh. XL. So it's got oh. the second analog. Wait, 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 got- wait. I have a question, though. Is it, the, is it stuck open? No. That's oh, the thing. So it's okay. it's the same. It is the screens are as big as the ones in the 3ds new 3ds XL, mm-hmm. but the form is slightly smaller. Like so, the screens are they're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. They are gorgeous, and the system itself is super light. It feels like it's half the weight of the new oh. 3ds XL. Wow. It is the nicest version of this hardware I have ever touched. And it is like, it falls into, this is just always true of Nintendo handhelds. Whatever the last one is, that's always the best. Yeah. Like, the best Game Boy Advance wasn't the Micro, it was the re-release of the SP with the better screen. It's, you know, the the uh, the DSi XL that had the Grandpa pen. That thing was badass. So you always want, like, the last Nintendo machine in the world. And so I've just been diving back in to the 3DS library instead of playing Switch and PS4 games over the past few weeks. I have this beautiful machine. And so, like, I've been playing a little bit of Zelda Link Between Worlds again, which, holy goddamn, that game is just perfect. It's, it's one so part- good. I can't play Blossom Tales. I can't. I've been playing Link Between Worlds. What, what? I'm not gonna like drink a Coke and then be like, you know what? I need to wash this down and hey, RC shut Cola. up. I'm not. Yeah. Doing hey, I'm not. Okay, <laughs> RC Cola apologist here. It's better. Okay. It's not. No, stop it's it. Not. Shush. Shush. Yeah, it's not. It's not. I actually a couple weeks ago, my wife and my whole family and I were walking through this uh, national park. And, like, it's cold as shit. There's a frozen waterfall a few feet away. And I noticed that somehow there is a turned-on soda machine near, like, you know, the, the the bathroom area is not open. It's the middle of winter. But the soda machine is still on. I was like, I haven't had a Pepsi in ten years. I'm doing this. I'm having a Pepsi. I took one sip. I was like, this is disgusting. That's yeah, Pepsi's I, terrible. I, this is why. I, anyway, so playing all these 3DS games... One of the ones that I have decided to finally try is the Story of Seasons Popolo Croy crossover. Now, Story of Seasons is what the old Harvest Moon series became when the creator... Can you explain that one to me, Susan? What happened there? Okay, so... Harvest Moon continued without its guy, right? Correct. So, Harvest... Okay, so... Harvest Moon 
It's there forever. It's the farm sim with sheep. Everybody loves it. Great. The team that made that series of games says, peace out to Natsume. They're like, we're not doing this for you anymore. They go off to go make Story of Seasons, which is fantastic. Meanwhile, Harvest Moon, the Harvest Moon franchise continues and it sucks. Yeah. It's it's shitty Minecraft-y, right? Well, that depends on which one you get. Now, there was was one I liked called Grand Bazaar. I enjoyed it. It had a different concept. You operated like a little stall at the farmer's market. And I thought that was cute. Uh, But yeah, the last few installments of Harvest Moon... Oh, God, they're so bad. They're not good. And one, yes, had terraforming similar to Minecraft. It was really, really shitty. And the last one only came out on PC. Oh, that is so... That's an ignoble end Mm. for Harvest Moon after all this time. But Story of Seasons basically picked up... Correct. They they just didn't skip a beat. They were just like, yeah, we're just going to keep making what we want to make. And so this is... To say that... Popolo Croy story of season uh, is is a proper story of seasons game is not fair. There is there you do keep a farm and there is light farming, but it's not the general thrust of the game. It is more of a Popolo Croy sequel. And if you do not know what Popolo Croy is, you're a human being. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> it is completely acceptable this was it was the series was conceived back in the mid 90s as a a jrpg series for young kids it was the idea like you know how they made final fantasy mystic quest back in the day because they were like we want Mm -hmm. the dumb americans to play our our games so it got to a point in the playstation era where, you know, RPGs kept getting more and more and more complicated, and it wasn't like in the 80s when a, you know, eight or nine-year-old could play Dragon Quest and get into it as well. So this this company made Popolo Croy, which is, it's kind of a novel premise for an RPG series. You are a, your typical sort of faded prince, but the idea is that the prince is a little boy. He, he is ten in the first game. And the idea is like, when you turn 10 in this kingdom, you become the king. And it is about him, not just, you know, being like, like, all right, you're going to be the king. But on the day that he is going to be crowned, his mother is kidnapped by the, this horrible monster, this giant black knight. And the story is like, not about, you know, going off to save the princess. It, it is, about a boy going off to save his mom. I and love that. Him. Isn't it lovely? Yeah. <laughs> and, and like, and meeting, you know, gathering the team of adventurers, like a bumbling white knight along the way. And these, the first two games are the only ones I've ever played. They made a third one for PlayStation 2 that never came out in the US. And the only way that the original two came over is for some reason a PSP compilation came out and they actually translated that into English. Uh, And so the first game you go to save uh, your mom and then the bad guy turns out to have just been a wacky inventor who was bored. (laughs) Then he, He joins your crew. And in the second one, the boy is 13 and he meets a girl who lives in the woods 
who's like not fully human. She's sort of a fairy. And it's about her, him trying to help her. And there's like continuity through it. And they're lovely. They're just the lightest, most effervescent. Like you never feel like some like true weird danger is going to come down the road. There's never that. There's no JRPG bullshit where it's like, oh, you saved your mom. Now kill God. God needs to die at the end of this game. Bahamut has erupted out of the jungle forest and you need to kill him too. Otherwise the world will be devoured and it was all a reality show. None of that shit happens. <laughs> and like I, I think, man, I think IGN gave that PSP compilation like a four point five or something <laughs> when it came out like eleven years ago. It sucks, it's bad. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> yeah, Pablo Croy was not well received when it came out. I loved it. <laughs> this this game is a direct continuation of that story. From the second game, all the way back in like 1997. Oh, 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 okay. And so it's it's the the prince who is now the king wakes up in his castle and he's got a big day because it's his 13th birthday and he's got to get ready to like receive all the people in you know in his kingdom, uh, but. He's kind of like, oh, you know, my 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 friend who lives out in the woods, she's kind of a fairy. I haven't seen her in forever. I'd really rather go see her. And so the game starts and his sort of footman is like, yeah, Prince, I'm going to help you get the hell out of here. You don't have to worry about that. And you go off into the woods to go see your friend. An adventure ensues with some light farming. <laughs> with some light farming. <laughs> with some light agriculture along the way. Uh, and it is in all ways a, a proper Popolo Croy RPG. There, there's turn-based fighting, but it's never that bad. Like, the game asks you right at the beginning. It's not even, like, easy and hard difficulties. It says, like, how, many, how often do you want to fight things? Like, oh, interesting. Do you, want, do you want to fight things all the time? Uh, you don't have to. Uh, do, you, do you want it to be, like, really tough when you fight things? Or not. Like, it's it's very, it's very respectful of your time. And the game has a very soft look. And it's what a, it, I, I find the 3DS hardware is aging in a v- very gracefully, technologically, because it doesn't, like, it's, uh, you know, especially on this, this, you know, model with these big, beautiful screens, some of the 3D character models look a little jaggy. You know, they don't mm-hmm. look, they don't look super smooth. They environment looks a little rough it's but you know even compared to a switch game like i don't need this to look beautiful i need it to feel nice and sound nice and it does both of those things uh but it's it's the epitome it's the epitome of what you're looking for susan it's it is a it is the nicest of games it is the utter uh utter embodiment of niceness and the whole 3DS console is like it feels like a an island of nice games at this point. There's so many like have you guys uh ever played Gunman Clive? Have you ever yeah. heard of this? No. All right. So Gun- Gunman Clive was a like one or two person development team. They were one of the first people to release a uh downloadable 3DS game that had 3D functionality on the eShop. And it's 
technically like an old school Mega Man-y platformer with shooting, but that's kind of a misnomer. Like to say, like, yes, you jump over pits and you shoot, but it's all super slow. It's like, it, it is, it, it all has this sort of faded, you play as a cowboy. It has this faded sort of sepia like parchment tone. looking, like uh, parchment looking presentation. Yeah, it's it's the Jimmy Buffett of platforming shooters. Like you just like like chilled out. It's no, see, you're, that's not se- you're not selling. You're not selling. It would be annoying. <laughs> I'm not selling it. Yeah, that makes it sound like it's really irritating. It's not the Margarita Villain. <laughs> it's, it's what Jimmy Buffett is trying to do to your soul, but is failing at. That metaphor is terrible. That's the worst metaphor Move I think on. I've ever come up with. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Just let it, let it, I, no, because Dave, I want to no, save No, there's it. no saving this I want to save that metaphor. I want to save that metaphor. We got to get it back. Yeah, I, 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 it is the, it is the nice game console. Anyway, that's, that's the short and long of it. Popolo Croy, guys, you should play, if you have a PSP, freaking play Popolo Croy, the original one, because that is, also a nice game, but is showing its age <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Holy crap, is it showing its age. Um, <laughs> but God, it's so goofy. It's so nice when he saves his mom. He, like, hugs her and crawls into her lap, and he's like, I'm not ready to be king, and she's like, you will be. It's <laughs> it's it's the best. Um, yeah, I think well, that wraps it I, up uh, for well, games I have, uh, I have a couple week. nice games. That I just want to you have, you have quick, a couple nice games down here. Uh, if you have an yeah. Xbox One or a PC, uh, check out Slime Rancher. It's oh yeah, it's, I've heard of that. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Really cute. yeah. There's like some of the slimes are a little aggressive, but it's still it's all just really light. You run around. It's a first person game. You suck up slimes. It's like you know the slimes in Dragon Quest. Imagine a whole game that's just those, but like of different kinds. Like one of them has cat ears, and another one looks like a rock, and like. Uh, you, I am on. I am yeah, here for this. You suck yes. up the slimes. You take them back to your farm. You can breed them into other kinds of slimes. You can uh, convert them into things that you can use to upgrade your kit and to go to new areas. It's it's really cool. It's a it's um it was in early access for a long time. They finally released a one I think either late uh 2016 early 2017 something like that but no it's like if you have if you want to dust off that xbox one and play it on there or uh or pc like uh it's it's just it's fun it's it's a good cute time that i think will scratch that harvest moon edge the uh another one is uh yonder which uh i was getting push notifications from our work slack i know anna mentioned this in there <laughs> It's true, uh, yeah. But yeah, it's like it, you know, no enemies. It's just a big open world, a checklist of ingredients to find and quests to complete, so you can rebuild this society. <laughs> no, no and, Susan, yeah, that's the one that made me fall asleep at the booth. In Pax East. <gasps> oh no! Yeah, remember when I actually nodded off at Pax East? Yonder, yonder is too it's nice. chill. Oh, <laughs> and I, I want to state for the record that I am not the only person that fell asleep in the booth. They had like pillows and shit all around. It's oh, very like, no! it looks it looks like Wind Waker, but it plays like Dragon Quest Builders. And it is not there, a good it is not a good game a, to demo on a busy show floor. No, but like I like I literally just like started nodding off just because it was so chill. 
And later, the developer was like, meanwhile, at our booth and tweeted somebody lying down, curled up like head on their bag in the booth. Like it was a Barnes and Noble in the 90s. Just passed out. Yeah. So beware. Yonder might go okay. Too far. Uh, okay. Okay. Maybe Papalo Croy. Maybe <laughs> okay. Slime Rancher. And last one is uh, West of Loathing. It is a oh West of Loathing okay. is genius. Because y- yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, 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 I am Kingdom of Loathing from way yeah. back. Yeah. I, I, li- I was wandering around PAX, saw they were doing a West of Loathing. Yeah. No. 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 That's it's not a nice game, but it's it's or, breezy it's, like, and it's funny. Yes, it is both of those. It's so clever. It's so funny. If you have not play, played either one, highly recommend. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, like yeah, it's not like a like a Harvest Mooney kind of thing. But it's just like if Mm-mm. you just want, like, the choices kind of matter, but they don't really matter. They just give you different jokes. Uh, and the like the combat is almost easy to the point of being broken. Uh, you just, you're playing it for jokes and it's really funny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like one of the first unlocks I found in that game is an, is a, a perk called silly walking and it just makes you walk <laughs> funny. That's all it does. It doesn't give you like a special power. It's just like, sometimes your guy will just do cartwheels. It's great. But yeah, those are my nice games. Those games are nice. Uh, as are the people that fund our show. Yes. Transitions, dog. Uh, that was pretty good. I gotta yeah, say, I felt, I felt really good about that. Dave, would you like to thank the lovely people who make yeah, this show let possible? Me get that website up. Okay, so yes, to our show, uh, we release it both uh, for free on the web as well as we have a special Patreon uh, supported version with some extra content. Uh, our lovely patrons help pay to cover our hosting costs, and you know. Um, help us pay for the the games to play so we can talk about them for you and analyze them and uh, put on a show for you. And we really appreciate all of the support that you guys give us. Uh, one of the, if you go to patreon.com slash continue podcast, $5 gets you access to our special discord as well as to uh, exclusive content. But if you donate $10 or above, we will give your name a special shout out on our podcast. So uh, here we go. Special shout outs to Mirko Arico Terreno, uh, John, Ryan Brady, Peter, Ryan Mance, Ellie O'Dare, Logan Pauly, Ludwig Kitzman, Stormshot, Double Taco, Gluttony One of Seven, Francisco Arias Guimaraes, Kalen Houston, Kalen Houston, I think I said that right, uh, Axel Olsen Mangholt, Tyler Nilsson, Shane Nilsson, Fossey Sayan, Yaddle, Jacob Christos, uh, Chris Cook, Skip Dippity, Tim Chesson, Jose Bulletbomb Cordova, Daniel Squire, Tom. Derek Sanskrit and Nick Grugan. Thank you all so very much for your patronage. Thank you all t- to all of our patrons. Uh, and even yeah. if you're not, you know, giving us money, thank you for listening. We really appreciate putting on this goofy show for y'all. Yeah, it's it's a delight to, you know, we, we say this often, you know, we, we, we like to talk to each other about these things anyway. And the fact that you want to hear us do that is... Uh, it means the world. Uh, and I, before we go down the list of all of the uh, of, of the places where you can check us out, we want to invite you to contact us uh, directly uh, to ask us questions. We want to start doing a weekly listener question. 
not even in the backer section. We want to we want to hear from you. We want to answer your burning inquiries about how we feel about you know old Knight Rider reruns. <laughs> uh, so you can you can I, I've just had the Knight Rider theme in it's my a good head theme all day. <laughs> That that is some '80s shit right there, man. Oh, it's I don't know if it gets good. Also, wait, no, no, no. You you were just doing Airwolf. No, no, no. No, okay, no. That's the Airwolf theme is just Ernest Borgnine eating a hot dog. That's what the theme for Airwolf is. Okay, okay, but Airwolf had the coolest start yes to a theme song because it, it had that that the, the airwolf noise yes yeah that, that, was, that was awesome the airwolf intro and the miami vice intro were like neck Truth. and neck in like Truth. 1986 yep yep uh, yep yep so this is the kind of information that you will get if you ask us listener questions <laughs> shoot us an email it's True. mail m-a-i-l mail at continuepod.com uh, continuepod.com is a place that you can go to listen to this show. We encourage you to go to patreon.com slash continue podcast, uh, to even give us $1. Every single yeah. dollar makes this show better. And now, now, that, Patreon, now that Patreon has fixed that yeah. stupid yeah. bullshit they were doing. Fix their bullshit. So, uh, yeah, a dollar means the world guys, uh, and gals. You can also go to twitter.com slash continue pod where we tweet the things. And there are other places where we don't do a lot. So don't worry about them. Except for twitch.tv slash continue podcast because we show up there sporadically. And it's always Bookmark weird it. when we do. But follow yeah. it. We'll do, we'll do some stuff it. with it. Like, follow, yeah. subscribe. Like, follow, subscribe. And leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, like also, this. I'm just gonna I'm gonna put this out there. Logan Paul can go fuck himself. He's Wait. a horrible person. Oh, Anthony Who doesn't can? know this story because he's been off the internet <gasps> for three Anthony weeks. Anthony doesn't know. Oh my god. Oh, I don't oh even no. Know what's okay, uh, we'll tell you off. We'll, we'll, we'll tell you. Off. Okay. Okay. We'll, yeah. All right, everybody. Uh, you can also you can follow us individually. You can follow uh, Susan. Where can they follow you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Susan Arndt, S-U-S-A-N-A-R-E-N-D-T. I love talking to people on Twitter. Um, so if you say something to me, you'll probably get a response, to be perfectly yeah. honest with you. Just be prepared to hear a lot about uh, my, my dogs and yep. magic, because the other place you can find me is Genie Online, where I get to do really cool things like write about uh, magicians and where we get to run things like the five most successful forgers in art history. It's a really cool article. So go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Dave. I wrote that article actually. I he did. did yeah. uh, Michelangelo art forger. Uh, yes. So yeah, you yes! can find me uh, at David robots. Uh, I tweet about stuff that I like and sometimes stuff I don't like. So I guess you, it's a mixed bag, let's say. Oh, God. Oh, he went there. Okay. For fans of the Twitter genre, you will enjoy <laughs> at David Robots. Uh, and uh, you can also find me on Gmail Online because that's where I'm working and writing stuff. Uh, like the aforementioned article about art forgers. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I'm doing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter again. I'll be there. Someday. I haven't been. 
for for a long time. Um, but I'm you're gonna, gonna show you're gonna you're gonna again. show up like uh, like Robin Williams on Jumanji, like <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> My beard does look like that. Uh, you you can follow me at a John Agnello, and you can follow me uh, at VentureBeat.com, where I occasionally still write about the video games. And I encourage you to go listen to another podcast that I co-host called Video Game Grooves. Uh, we're recording an episode this week, and I am going to be talking about the Nier and Persona 5 soundtracks, so it won't be anything like this show at all. <laughs> It'll just be a completely different, totally totally different, different show. Yeah, just completely, oh my god. Just a different thing. All right, everybody, we'll yeah. see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> Bye. Bye.